This is an ABC podcast. Rihanna Patrick on ABC Radio. Poppy, this is your debut novel, uh, mm-hmm. but it's one that you worked on for quite a while, I understand. But how did this story initially come to you? Actually, it was pretty cool. Initially, I actually watched a viral video. Um, this was a few years ago. So um, I guess it was all over the internet, but on those 9SMN kind of sites, the new sites. And it was a caught on camera thing from South Korea. And there was these two students who were walking home from school, this boy and this girl, like, you know, backpacks and school uniforms. And um, they just start like goofy dancing at each other in the street. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it really always stuck in my mind. I thought it was really, really, um, it was pretty adorable, actually. Um, and I guess, yeah, I just kept thinking about it. And I, I kind of kept thinking about what sort of friendship, I suppose, that they must have, that they could be so goofy and silly in front of each other and not feel embarrassed. And I guess as I was thinking about that sort of, you know, morphed into the initial story which originally was going to just be a short story and I had no plans of what I would do with it. Um, But after I wrote it, I just had so much fun with it, I decided to extend it into a novel. So, yeah, that's how it sort of initially came about. Now, what kind of girl is Alice? Alice is, she is a focused girl. Um, It's really interesting here. Since the book's been published, one of kind of the biggest surprises for me is that Um, I think people really expect me to say that she's kind of based on myself or similar to me when I was younger, which is just not the case at all. I think she's almost a complete opposite. She's very academically focused. She's very goal-driven, very self-disciplined. And I mean, there's a lot of pressure on her from her parents, but she knows what she wants from the future and she's just kind of not letting anything get in her way, which is just the complete opposite to how I was, which was just, you know, very (laughs) scatterbrained, had no idea what I was doing at any point. So, yeah, she was a very interesting character for me to write, I think, simply because, you know, it's kind of fun to explore things that are quite different from yourself and sort of see, you know, what makes different people tick, I suppose. Hmm. Well, with that said, I mean, is she the person that you wish you were in high school? <laughs> More studious? Or? Wow, that's interesting. Um, No, I don't think so. That's um, not really, actually. I think, I mean, obviously, I was, as a teen, you know, you're not completely comfortable in your own skin or anything like that. But um, I don't think I ever sort of had a longing to be different to how I was. Um, and I think writing Alice was just more you know, that excitement of sort of exploring something different and interesting to me. So who then is Teddy Towerly? Uh, <laughs> again, not based on anyone in real life, but in the novel, Teddy is basically he is an opposite to Alice. You know, if she's structured and insular, he's, you know, uh, really overly confident maybe and very in your face. And I think that was kind of fun for me to play with, you know, if you're writing a love story, it's always great to sort of get opposites and squish them together and see what happens. Now, Poppy, Alice has a BFF whose name is May. And Mm -hmm. why is May encouraging this friendship at first with Teddy? Um, May was an interesting character for me because I didn't really plan her out at all. Um, She just sort of came along when I was writing because I needed someone for, you know, for Alice to sort of bounce off and talk to. Um, And at the beginning of the book, I think 
Alice and May have grown up together, so they've been very close for a very, very long time. But at this point in high school, in their very last year, where they're sort of really starting to head off into opposite directions. Um, and I think May is beginning to, you know, I think she has this really romanticised view of high school and what it should be. And I kind of imagine to myself that she's watched a lot of, you know, American romantic comedies and stuff <laughs> like that. And she's just really not having the experience that she wants. So, um, you know, her best friend, Alice, uh, doesn't, you know, she doesn't really feel like she needs other people. She has this one solid friendship and she's very busy and focused. Um, but May does. She wants other people. She wants different experiences and she wants to try out new things. So when Teddy sort of comes along and starts inserting himself into their lives, she's very, very happy at the beginning of the novel just to have sort of new blood, I suppose, in her friend group. And she's kind of, I think, is she going through that part of her life where she really just wants more from her high school life? She feels like this is sort of the last chance she's missing out and she's got the mm. rest of this year to just do something different to what her and um, Alice have maybe done since kindergarten? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think May's the kind of person, you know, she really wears her heart on her sleeve and she's just throwing herself in. She just wants more and I think she's... I think in some ways, you know, she's quite brave. She just throws herself out there and tries to create this thing she wants. But I think, unfortunately for her, what she does want isn't really a real thing. Um, you know, it is, like I said, sort of a romanticised view of, you know, how she thinks it should be. And that obviously, you know, it leads to a lot of conflict between the best friends. Well, she jumps off a jetty at one point and she seems to be the reason why Alice pushes herself a little bit. And I think Alice says in the book, you know, this is why May and I are friends. She's constantly challenging me to push myself outside my boundaries. And I mean, I got the feeling, uh, Poppy, that May was kind of uh, the person for Alice that was really trying to get her to push herself outside this self-imposed bubble that she has herself mm. in and has always had herself in. I mean, is that kind of what we learn a little bit more with why May is doing what she's doing with Alice? Yeah, definitely. I think um, as part of May, you know, she wants more from her experience and she kind of wants more from Alice as well, which I think is sort of an interesting dynamic for their friendship. You know, I think... When I was kind of writing the book, I did have the idea that, you know, I wanted there to be this strong foundation of friendship throughout the whole thing. And it's kind of, I guess, that focus on different people want different things from their friends. And sometimes those things you want don't really align with each other, which obviously creates problems in a relationship, which I think is what's happening between Alice and May. You know, Alice, um, I think... I don't know if she's completely happy, I think, but she doesn't really know any different. She doesn't really think differently, you know, that she would want something different. But May certainly does. And she wants to bring Alice along on that ride with her <laughs> to experience all the new things. And Alice kind of starts questioning herself about the way that she supports her friend and suddenly realises that maybe at times she's not as supportive as she should be when her friend says things that she just says, oh, well, that won't happen. Or, you know, she kind of feels mm. like she's at times the negative Nelly and, and sort of starts to not monitor herself in the way that she deals with May, but she realises that she could probably be a little bit more supportive because May's been very supportive to her. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, like, I kind of like that idea, you know, like, I think we all get so set in our ways and we get so set in what we think is, you know, the right way of being and going about our lives. And sometimes it's good to sort of maybe look at yourself internally and wonder if you are 
you know, treating the people around you as best you could, that sort of thing, I guess, which was something that I sort of wanted to show with Alice as she goes through her own emotional growth. You know, I don't agree with how May is in the novel. You know, I don't condone everything that she does. But at the same time, you know, I think every sort of relationship is a two-way street and we could always, you know, think a bit more deeply about how we treat other people. Poppy, I absolutely loved that Alice's part-time job was at a cinema because I felt like that was the one job that when I was in high school I really, really, really wanted, but I <laughs> yeah, never dream got. Job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when Poppy, when I'm reading this Poppy about Alice having this part-time job at the local cinema, I was like, oh man, that's cool, that's cool. Um, but did you did you get the chance to work at a cinema in high school, no, or was this also like did. your dream job? Did you want to put that in there where the character had the dream job that you always wanted? Oh well. Look, I'm a huge movie buff, so definitely I'm sure that influenced that decision. But the truth is the novels, um, although it's not, it never specifically states where it's set, it's definitely set very much here in Adelaide and in my neighbourhood. Um, and so the cinema is actually based on this really beautiful old cinema, um, a couple of suburbs over from me where I go, you know, all the time. And it's, you know, it's a very old kind of kitschy place, but it's beautiful as well, a seaside cinema. So absolutely, it's just, you know, she needed a part-time job and I was like, yeah, that is the dream job at that age. <laughs> Because it's interesting because I don't think music shop is one at the moment, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I think that's no, kind of, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely maybe of our time, but not of yeah. uh, a 17-year-old girl at this present time. <laughs> yes, yeah, true, not so much music anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, with what you were trying to say through Alice, I mean, what were you trying to explore with her and her character? Mm. And I suppose what are those themes that you were trying to get across in this book for young mm. readers, for, you know, for um, young adult readers? This is a really interesting question and it's something I've had to think about, you know, since the book came out and it's kind of been a funny thing for me because I think, you know, I write because I get, I think I get quite obsessed with stories and I really, really love them and I get something in my head and I want to explore it and write it down. And I think in hindsight, you know, I can see that there are, you know, definitely a lot of different themes in my novel, but I've got to say they're more ideas that, you know, I specifically cared about or I felt like exploring at the time that I was writing, but there wasn't a lot of, you know, oh, I want to say this about this or I want to educate someone about this. It's more, and I guess, I don't know if this is a bad thing to say, but I feel like I'm a very selfish writer and I write only the kind of story that I want to read. If in, you know, as a byproduct of that, something in the book, you know, appeals to somebody else or, you know, it's amazing if it has a theme that can educate a young person or, you know, just help them, I guess, think of something a little bit differently. But the truth is, you know, I just write what I want to write. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's it's kind of strange to say, but, um, you know, during the process of uh, when I was going through the editing process, I got asked to put together some teacher notes for this. And um, that was just the most extraordinary experience because suddenly I had to sit down and, and think of themes and ideas and, you know, and I realised, oh, well, I guess, you know, there's something about, you know, looking past stereotypes and, uh, you know, different types of friendships and what it's like, you know, that coming of age sort of theme. Um, but none of it's sort of intentional and it was such a weird thing to sort of read through the text and be like, oh, yeah, I guess I, I am sort of saying this thing here. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, that would be a weird experience. I mean, mm. I, I don't think... Um, 
you know, every book needs to have something that it says. But to me, it was definitely saying something uh, as I was reading it about the friendships that change towards the end of high school or mm. uh, the way that you suddenly realise that perhaps you've outgrown your friends sometimes mm. or that you don't have as much in common as you used to or or navigating, uh, opening yourself up, you know, after being, you know, cutting yourself off. I think in Alice's case, she's really cut herself off from experiencing everything because she's so focused. She has these very strict parents. But then Teddy mm-hmm. kind of comes in and kind of is just like a bull in a china shop and disrupts her the her entire <laughs> life where she's just like, <laughs> yeah, can exactly. you go away? I don't want to be friends <laughs> with you. And then feels really bad and goes, okay, I'll be your friend. And yeah, he just she just doesn't know how to deal with this situation, which I quite loved. And I mean, speaking of Teddy, Poppy, I um, you were mentioning stereotypes. And I what I loved most about this book is that Teddy is framed as someone who has this bad reputation in school. But then as mm-hmm. Alice gets to know him, he says, says, I don't have bad grades. You know, she's saying you should study more. I don't have bad grades. Mm-hmm. My grades are actually really good. So I really liked that there wasn't this um, natural assumption with him as a character that he's the bad boy. He doesn't study. There's obviously mm-hmm. something else happening with him. Um, but I think it was an interesting conversation that you had about reputations in high school and how mm-hmm. that reputation, you know, I think there's one point where Alice says, you know, he's been here for three years and this is still following him around and I can't understand why. Like, mm-hmm. why have we just got over it kind of thing yeah yeah um teddy was a really good character for me like i really really enjoyed writing him and definitely definitely i think it's interesting like i guess since the book's come out and i've seen some people saying you know like oh he's the bad boy type he's a bad boy and that's been interesting for me i guess because when i was writing it certainly never how i thought of him you know um i don't think that he is at all it's just that everyone has perceived him to be you know um but i think as a person you know he's really nice and he certainly made mistakes but he he is actually a very kind person and he treats the people around him well um so he it was really interesting to sort of write a character and have them act in a certain way but have everyone react to them as if they were different to what you know hopefully the reader can see that they are And I think Alice comes to see the way that she has maybe played into some of those stereotypes around what she'd Mm. heard about him before becoming friends with him, where she kind of has this realisation that she's also um, sort of partly responsible for continuing Mm. that reputation of him. I quite enjoyed that her um, realisation of her own behaviour in sort of continuing that, you know, the reputation of him, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's such an interesting thing how absolutely easy it is to judge other people, I think. And I guess that's why, you know, as a theme, I guess that ended up in the novel because it's something I do think about a little bit and it's something I care about just because it's just so easy, you know, it's so easy to sort of do the wrong thing. And, you know, even now as an adult, let alone, you know, as a teen, as an adult now, someone will say something to you, oh, this person's this way. And I can even feel myself being like, oh, okay, that person must be that way. You, know, you don't always stop to think for yourself, like, you know, no, I should, I should make that decision for myself instead of always just listening to other people. But, you know, it's so easy to do and I think we all do it all the time. So it was kind of an idea that I really wanted to explore through him by creating a character that, you know, I think is really nice, you know, but everyone, yeah, I guess has just stuck this mon- monitor to him or Monica, sorry. <laughs> Bobby, you mentioned um, that this is largely set in Adelaide. What mm-hmm. was it like to write Adelaide? Because I know that you grew up in central Queensland. Mm. 
yeah. Uh, so I based it on the neighbourhood where I live, which is kind of this, uh, it's Port Adelaide region and along the seafront, but it's this, oh, I really love it. And I guess that's how it's wound its way into the story. You know, it really, the landscape really inspires me. It's this really odd mix of sort of like shiny waterfront mansions and then, you know, housing estate and these big dry, sparse industrial places and shipping containers and factories. And it's just such a weird sort of, I think, mishmash. Um, so I've, yeah, I just find this setting so inspiring. So I really, really loved uh, adding that element to the story. And I think when I write, um, usually for me, the setting is sort of, I guess, a really important thing um, in terms of atmosphere of the story. And it's something that I do try and think about a bit before I start uh, work on a story. I was a bit jealous. I like that whole bit of how she works at the cinema and then gets to kind of walk home near the beach. <laughs> I felt I really enjoyed all of those bits of, un, you know, getting a, a little bit of an understanding of um, this place that you've set it in, but also going, oh, I wish I had a jetty I could jump off. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and then it's like, well, that's definitely not central Queensland because you probably wouldn't be jumping off a jetty in central Queensland. <laughs> all of these things were going through my head while I was reading it. But I just really enjoyed the way that you kind of allowed the reader to experience obviously what you get to experience every day mm -hmm. oh i'm so glad you enjoyed that element of it because um yeah i really enjoyed writing that part now poppy um this is only your first book but from what i understand you've been quite busy and <laughs> you may have other stories on the boil what yeah. can you tell me um and i know obviously you probably can't give too much away but yeah. this won't be as they say your first show in the rodeo there is more to come <laughs> Yeah, I really, yeah, I hope so. Um, I'm, you know, I just feel so passionate about writing and, you know, my my big goal is to have a thousand books out. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but definitely I've got other projects I'm working on. Um, and for me, I guess YA is, is what I'm most interested in. You know, it's what I love to read. So it's what I love to write. And, um, you know, I definitely want to... Um, I guess, work on more projects similar to Alice that have that same sort of lighter contemporary vibe. Um, but as a reader, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I like all the different genres within YA. So I have to say, I'd love to try my hand at, you know, maybe something darker in the future as well. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see where things fall. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you what you read in terms of YA when you said you love reading mm. YA as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's interesting. You know, I, I meet so many people who are like, I only read, you know, YA contemporary or or fantasy or sci-fi and I'm just I love all of it I'll just read you know I think it's more the stories that appeal to me and I just like to try I guess try different things all the time and um, why is certainly kind of my favorite uh, readership to delve into but within that I just I love all of it so yeah it's hard you get very excited about new ideas I want to try everything writing as well <laughs> and was that the what you read growing up as well why was that very much a large part of your reading um, you know what? I don't think I really knew much about YA growing up or I'd really like switched on that it, it was something that kind of existed. Um, I remember being, you know, I was quite obsessed with reading, but I've always, always been obsessed with movies and stuff as well. So I think it's more like stories specifically that excite me. Um, but growing up, I remember, um, yeah, we'd just go to the library all the time and I'd just pick up all sorts of random things. Um yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of Australian things. Like, uh, actually, this book was very heavily inspired by um, Jacqueline Moriarty's Finding Cassie Crazy, which was an absolute favourite of mine, um, you know, as a teen and still now, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, definitely, I've always been a huge fan of reading. 
And I noticed, Poppy, that you, um, you mean you started a lot of your writing with just short stories before moving into sort of this longer form. But do you still find yourself writing your short stories around doing this work now? No. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think I'm not good at writing short stories. I almost feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's a whole different skill set to writing like a long form novel. And um, I think when you first start writing, you know, and if you're doing research about how to get published, everyone's like, oh, write short stories, you know, enter competitions, win competitions. And so I certainly tried my hand at it, but, you know, to no avail. And I, I've kind of come to the conclusion, I'm not really sure that they're my thing exactly. Um, I think I'd almost have to go back to the drawing board and sort of relearn everything to, to try and figure out how to do them well. And um, the only one that I've written that's sort of come to something is obviously, you know, making friends with Alice Dyson that <laughs> turned into a long book anyway. <laughs> but it's funny because you did actually enter this for a competition, which did get did. you in front of Wakefield Press. Yes, I did, um, which was amazing. I got shortlisted down to the last two. I didn't win, but I it's crazy. I, I have to keep reminding myself I didn't win because it actually feels like I did. Um, and yeah, I, I went along to, I guess, the announcement ceremony and um, the publisher, Margot at Wakefield, who's lovely, actually chased me down at the ceremony to ask me to come in to talk about the book. So it was, you know, such an exciting moment for me and I just promptly like burst into tears. <laughs> So, Poppy, I mean, what was going through your mind when they said that after you had spent a number of years mm. on this particular manuscript and had pretty much given up hope from what I understand? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like, so Margaret came and spoke to me and asked me to come in for the meeting. Uh, and then she she, she kind of left. And then I turned to my husband. I just burst into tears. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, what did she say? And I was like, oh, she wants to publish it. And then two minutes later, I was like, did she really say she wanted to publish it? And then I started <laughs> second guessing myself and spent the next two weeks before the meeting being like, nah, she doesn't really want to publish it. I'm sure she doesn't. And of course, I went into the meeting completely wound up and so sure that, you know, I didn't even know what I was doing there, to be honest, because I'd kind of talked myself into thinking they didn't want the book. And then the first thing Margot did was like, here's your publishing contract. And it was just on the table. And then I just sort of freaked out and we were supposed to be having like a proper, you know, adult meeting about a book and I just couldn't even talk to them. I was so excited. <laughs> this is Rihanna Patrick on ABC Radio.